We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, going to have a little fun here, courtesy of Jim Irsay, Colts owner. Russell came up with a good idea here. Spawn some thought. Jeff Saturday, former center of the Indianapolis Colts. He was the center for Peyton Manning for all those years. Jeff Saturday probably knows what it's like to have Peyton Manning's hands still under his butt. Such a familiar feel. Probably better than his proctologist. But I would hope, you know, Omaha, Omaha. Jeff Saturday is now the interim head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Now, my... Yes, there's some high school coaching experience in his background. That's it. But, and I know I know coaches are adults. They're pros, you know. But what do you think the rest of that staff thinks with Ursay bringing in Jeff Saturday? Now, is Jeff, because he was such a respected player, one of the best at his position, you know, does that help in terms of a credibility factor mm-hmm. in a situation like this? But the fact that, Jim Irsay turns to Jeff Saturday to be the interim coach. Does their staff buy in? And and what if? And this is the greatest what if. You bring in a guy like this. What if it works, Chris? Yeah. What if it works? All right. So we're going to get into a, a, a commander's spin on this in just a little bit. But first, we open up with, again, that that thing because I know people are incredulous about this you said what does the staff think about this you're right what does Gus Bradley former head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars but a bad head coach Uh, but a bad head coach what does John Fox a senior defensive assistant not even calling plays you know been around been a head Mm -hmm. coach with the Carolina Panthers and, and the Denver Broncos and the Chicago Bears right yes am I remembering all that right you got it okay I mean what does he think now I would tell you this. Sometimes, um, sometimes coaches, even the the ones that have been head coaches before Pete, mm-hmm. they don't want to deal with being even the interim head coach or even an interim defensive or offensive coordinator, but especially head coach. Why? You might you might laugh at this, and people would scoff at this, but because they don't want to deal with the media, mm. and they don't want to deal with the fans, I, and, 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 you and know the what? fans blast you know blasting them that. for what what we do around here, which is shred up coaches, because every fan, every Tom, Dick, and Harry thinks they know more about football than Scott Turner. Okay, and so a lot of times, what if they're right? They may they may be right. They probably are wrong, but they may be right at times. But a lot of times, maybe a guy like John Fox or, again, a Gus Bradley doesn't want to deal with that. Now, if you told me a guy like Bubba Ventrone, their special teams coordinator, 
or somebody who's never been a head coach before or somebody that doesn't regularly have to deal with the media in the past, meaning you were a high-profile defensive or offensive coordinator, if you told me, you know, one of the younger guys, they might be a little bit annoyed. Yeah, I could buy I could buy that. I could buy that because you're just aching for the opportunity to show what you think you can do, right? So when they bring in Jeff Saturday, um, look, we all know this. Centers are essentially the cerebral assassin of the offensive line, right? They are the smartest dudes on the offensive line, period. Um, and usually they think like a quarterback because they've got to call out the mic. They've got to switch the line calls, right? They've got to shift protection. They essentially see the field mm-hmm. like a quarterback. And what I'm what I'm trying to get at is if you're the Indianapolis Colts and you go from a highly respected head coach in Frank Reich who you tried to change everything, you went through quarterbacks like most people change their underwear. Some people don't change their underwear. I can't help you there. You want to walk around with Hershey squirts in your in your drawers? Ooh. I you Ooh. know I, I I can't do anything for you. Ooh. Okay, but most people change their underwear on a daily basis. Okay, I try to. Sometimes twice a day. Yeah. Um. Well, sometimes you need to. Um. But 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 here here's the deal. You you you've gone through so many different quarterbacks, right? You fired the offensive coordinator. You changed the quarterback. You gave up on Matt Ryan six games into when you gave him a, a, basically a guaranteed full two years at fifty four million dollars. You've tried to do everything to wake up your offense. Your offensive line still sucks. You've got, I think, the fourth or third most money invested in your offensive line. It still stinks. You've got Jonathan Taylor, one of the best running backs. He can't get on. on he can't stay on the field uh, this year. You've got all sorts of problems, right? Uh, your fan base is disgruntled. This, that, and the other. You've tried to do everything. So, okay, naturally, it made sense at some point, if not maybe yesterday. But I mean, it was hard to say it didn't make sense yesterday to fire Frank Reich. Okay, God. And next is Chris Ballard, probably. But my point being is, when you fire Frank Reich, you you just kind of expect most organizations to do what most organizations do, which is, again, to promote some coordinator or some other assistant or what have you. Like, look at what happened with the Vegas Raiders last year. John Gruden, now, that that was not for performance as much as it was for controversy. He gets fired. What do they do? They don't promote the offensive coordinator. They don't promote the defensive coordinator. They go to the special teams coordinator, Rich Basaccia, and he gets them into the playoffs, right? Again, Rich Basaccia has been in coaching meetings, has been in a building forever and ever and ever. He interviewed here for the head coaching position, so on and so forth. That made sense. This one doesn't make sense from an outs from an from a a, a normal traditional sense. And from a normal traditional alignment, but here's where I'm going with this. I think I think Jim Irsay is, is so mad and so frustrated that he's like, you know what? Screw convention. Screw doing it by the book. The hell with going out and getting a veteran quarterback that has done it for a team for 13 or 14 years that might be ticketed for the Hall of Fame. The hell with doing this or that or what people know or what is, again, conventional. Let me go outside the box. Let me think about something that nobody else would be willing to take the risk. Because 
what's the worst that can happen? Our season goes from bad to worse. We get a higher draft pick. And the best thing that can happen is somehow, some way, you stumbled onto the next greatest thing, lightning in a bottle, and the NFL, which is a freaking copycat league, all of a sudden starts hiring Casey Robach and uh, and 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 uh, uh, Chase Roulier when he retires. All right, here's the problem with this. All right, what's the one thing we've murdered Dan for constantly during his tenure here? When His he gets fingerprints it. on everything. Correct. Okay. If Dan Snyder were to walk in tomorrow and name Robert Griffin III the head coach, mm-hmm. we'd be killing him. We'd be killing him. Okay. We'd be crushing him to high heaven. Is that because it's Robert or because it's a guy who no, hadn't coached because before? because it's a guy that hadn't coached before. Right. Okay. I, but I think uh, it would it, be it, a little look, bit from column A and be, a little bit from column B. It could B. be Robert. It could be Brian Mitchell down the hallway. Mm-hmm. Now, because it's Brian Mitchell... Hell, 25% of the fan base probably say, oh, yeah, we love B-Mitch. Yeah, you know? Right. The problem is. Badass, he's going to tear them up. The problem is J.P. Finley probably be the offensive coordinator, (laughs) and we'd go (laughs) 0-17. Okay? But the point being is, if Jerry Jones, you know, rolled out named Emmett Smith, the head coach, tomorrow, we'd be crushing Jerry Jones Mm -hmm. for that. So to the way you just explained it, why are we giving – why are we giving Jim Irsay a pass or maybe a pat on the back for creativity in a situation like this? But to my point, as we said it earlier, what if it works? Is that a dangerous precedent if it works because of owners like Jimmy Haslam, who might jettison his coach to bring in a former player who's not coached at all before? Does it... Will it in any way, is it in danger of any way of opening up a new line of thinking or setting a trend? Because you know what happens with fads. Fads come and they go. Again, it's a copycat league. It's like the Wildcat. When the Wildcat got hot. And and Jeff Saturday, if you've ever listened to Jeff Saturday talk about football, Jeff knows what the hell he's talking about. That's not the issue. Jeff played the game, high level, knows what he's talking about. But as you talked about with Ryan Kerrigan becoming a coach. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. It's a mu- it's a much different animal now. You're at the facility even longer than when you were a player. Hours longer than when you were a player. You're at the facility. Now you got to walk into a room of a bunch of dudes that know they're getting fired at the end of the season and you got to try to motivate those guys. This isn't just an interim coach, you know, for a couple of weeks like Terry Robisky was when Dan Jettison Norv while the team was in the hunt for a playoff berth, by the way. Way to go, Dan. Thanks, right. pal. Seven and six, right? Yeah. Kind of kind of kind of gave us an indication of what the hell was going to happen mm-hmm. over the next twenty years. We just didn't see it. But the fact remains is Jeff Saturday's gonna walk in that room and try to motivate a bunch of coaches who know they're getting fired at the end of the year, and they got nine games or eight games. They got eight games left. What if they don't get fired? What if they win six out of eight? that's the only way that happens. What if they all look around and say, you know what? And, you, and what by the way, John Fo- what if John Fox and, uh, and Gus Bradley look around and say, you know what? I'll just stay in my lane. 
I'll, I'll just do what I do, and, and, and I'll worry about me, and I'll worry about my self-preservation, and I'll play out the year and let it fall. I don't want to deal with the media. I don't want to deal with the scrutiny. I don't want to deal with the pressure. I don't want to deal with the spotlight, all that stuff. I don't want to have to deal with proving myself to players um, you, you know that, that I know what I'm doing, that I can run the ship. Hey, th- this is something unique. This is something different. I know people around the NFL or and in the media landscape hate this and think it's so absurd and so ridiculous. Listen, Jim Irsay is a wild card. We all know that, right? We knew that before he lowered the boom on Dan Snyder. I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't have the guts to be this creative or this out of the box, but I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I don't know if it'll work, do you not but I hate don't it? hate it. Do you not hate it because of the quality that Saturday is and was as a player? I, I think part of why I don't hate it again is because a center sees through the quarterback's eyes. Just like we talk about you know, c- catchers being guys yeah. that make Absolutely. alleged good managers. No, I mean, and, some catchers have turned out to be great managers, and some catchers have turned out to be horrible managers, well, I, right? I, again, I think for every – every you know, we try to we try to justify it. It's just like we use analytics to justify our opinion on something because we want to we want to make our opinion. Well, if we're ta- if if a catcher happens to be a good manager, then we're like, see, look at that. You know, you, you hire that catcher. That catcher's a great manager. You know, so it fits our narrative. So in this case, if Saturday gets the job done, hey, clap it up for Jeff Saturday. It's a fascinating roll of the dice at three, five, and one by Indianapolis. What's the worst that can happen? You lose every one of your games, right? Yes, and, okay. you, and you get a and high you draft wind pick. up getting a top three draft pick, mm-hmm. and you wind up getting presumably your quarterback of the future. The question would be: is whether Chris Ballard is making that call? Or whether a new general manager now, is they making are, that call. They are two and a half behind the Titans in the division. The Titans are really the class of this division. They're three and three, five and one. Titans are six and three. Right. All right. And we know the Titans are beatable. Colts go to the Raiders next week. Yeah. Host the Eagles the following week. Host the Steelers. Go to the Cowboys. Go to the Vikings. Host the Chargers. Yeah. Go to the Giants. Host the Texans. Not going to be easy. They're probably they're gonna not lose, going six and three. Chris. They're probably going to lose six or seven out of nine. Yeah, they're not going. I mean, Steelers games probably fifty fifty. Right. Uh, hell, the Raiders game might be fifty fifty this le- week. But let me ask you this again: besides the novelty of it, the worst that can happen, you would agree with me, right? Is that they lose a bunch of games and they get a better draft pick in what is thought to be a loaded quarterback right. class, and, and right? right? Let me ask a question. As a guy that loves coaches, you are very into coaches. You have great relationships with them. You love them. You don't think they should get as much of the blame as they do when, they, when they get it. I also don't think they should get as much credit as they do when they win. Are you rooting for this hard to succeed mm-hmm. with Jeff Saturday? I am. I wouldn't say I'm rooting for it hard to succeed, but I don't think it's the clown show that others think it is. I'm rooting for it to I'm I'm rooting for it to to go well because I what think What constitutes well for them? Just being competitive. They have nine, ga- they have nine games eight, left. Eight games. eight games left. If they go four and four, I think that's I think that's going reasonably well. If they go four and four against that schedule. That's a hell of a job. So they would finish what? Seven, nine, seven, and one? Seven, nine, and one. Okay. The problem with that is, as people around here say, if you're seven, nine, and one, seven and 10, 
a conventional record around here. How ironic is it that they go seven and ten around here, like it's going out of style, seven and nine, whatever, and that adds up to seventeen, or at least the seven and ten did, and that's what their magic mm-hmm. number is for scoring points. Um, anyway, like the problem is, is if it goes well, and we're defining, or I'm defining well as four and four over eight, and especially against that schedule, you're putting yourself, like everyone else says, in no man's land. You're kind of like, uh, we're like maybe 13th, 14th in the draft, somewhere in that range, depending on the year, maybe 15th, whatever. It's not good enough to get one of the top guys. You're going to have to trade way up to get one of the top guys. You may get a guy, but you're not going to get one of the top guys, and then are you going to solve the problem? So in a way, do you want it? I mean, if you're Jim Irsay, do you say, look, I could either go with, again, Gus Bradley, who's not going to make any difference at all, or do I, or am I an innovator? Am I trying to cook food a different way? Am I trying to cook food on in an air fryer as opposed to an oven? Right? Think about it. Mm-hmm. Am I trying to do something outside of the box, but that has a chance to be innovative and creative? And if it works out really well, then I'm a genius. The, the downside, again, is... Not if it fails completely, Pete, because the reward for that is to get almost what happened to them when Peyton Manning missed that one year in 2011, and they stepped into the number one pick with Andrew Luck in 2012. Now, I don't know if they would be bad enough to get the number one pick, but that but that's the very real reward. Either it can go great or it can go I bad. Mean, keep in Actually, mind. Actually, the worst thing for it to happen for the Colts would be for it to be marked – as success and success be mediocre, keep meaning mind, average. Keep in mind, this roster, this is how strange the season has been for the Colts. This roster has scored over 20 points one time. This roster has beaten the Kansas City Chiefs. Correct. So this. Now with Matt Ryan. But either way. Right. I'm just saying, this roster beat the Chiefs, has only scored over 20 points one time, all season long. Yep. Okay. They, they were shut out. By the Jags, scored three last week against the Patriots. Ellinger can't play. I don't think Ellinger is an NFL quarterback. I don't I, think. Well, I, mean, I mean, maybe he's a serviceable backup. Maybe yeah. uh, he just hadn't played. Maybe he's got to play more. Maybe uh, I'm. Look, Sam was good college quarterback. I but, think if you're looking at Sam Ellinger as anything more than a a a backup quarterback with the potential ability to start a game or two and not absolutely kill you. Mm-hmm. I think I I think you're if you're expecting more than that, you're wrong. From this standpoint, let's look at it. Let's have a little fun here. Your commanders, okay, are going to name a former player a head coach. Just like the Colts did with Jeff Saturday. Which commander slash Washington football team slash Redskin Slash Boston Brave. <laughs> okay. People forget that was their initial yes. name, the Boston Braves. Correct. Okay. Which former Redskin are you bringing back as the head coach? What guy? 301-230-0980. You get a chance to pick a former Redskin as the interim head coach, like the Colts did Jeff Saturday yesterday. Who is it going to be? 301-230-0980. Now let me ask you a question. Do we disqualify Todd Bowles, Russ Grimm? Because they yeah, it's got it's got to be a guy that hasn't coached, right? 
It's got to be a guy that hasn't coached. So Bowles. It can't be exactly. Grim. They're out. Exactly. They're out. Does Kerrigan qualify? Yes. I think he does, even though he's currently on the coaching staff because he stepped right in from a very good career right into the coaching ranks. I'm going to... I'm going to make an executive decision and say Kerrigan. You're going to allow Ryan yeah, Kerrigan, Kerrigan to be part of the qualify. discussion. Right. We're talking, you know, basically we're talking, uh, you know, all uh, like Chris Cooley, Lorenzo Alexander, Kedrick Golston, Santana Moss, Clinton Portis, uh, you know, Robert Griffin III, John Beck, Rex Grossman. <laughs> Donovan McNett. You know, that's what we're talking about. Rick Walker. Albert Hainsworth. Rick Doc Walker, Brian Mitchell, Ken Coffey. We're talking former that's Arkansas what, Pine Bluff. That's what we're talking. We're not talking. I don't, know if, I don't know if Monty Coleman is still at Pine, Pine Bluff or not. I have to look that up. But Monty Coleman, the former Redskins coach in Pine Bluff. I mean Daryl Green, right? But Darryl. that, but but does that disqualify Monty because he had college coaching uh, experience? Uh, yeah, I, I would, I would say I'm going to have to eliminate now, like the Antoine Randall the Mark Brunel's, uh, guys like that, that are on the Detroit Lions coaching mm-hmm. staff. Uh, I'm going to have to disqualify that. I'm talking about the genesis of this is no NFL or, or, um, or college head coach or significant level of coaching experience. The, the great 2006 High school coach at Southern led them to a state semifinal berth. Russ Meyer says he's on my side. He he nominated my guy, Deion Sanders. Does his Jackson State experience disqualify? Yes, absolutely, it does. You can't do that. I want Deion as the next. Deion might be the next head coach of this team at some point, but you can't put him. He's been a head coach for a year and a half. Yeah, he's done a good job at Jackson. He has. By the way, I got a bone to pick. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in uh, Christmas mode, and I always get my mother-in-law to buy me a new hoodie of a different school for Christmas. Okay, I mean, you got a thousand hoodies. Uh, that, I'm a hoodie collector. That's me. That's my personality. I am the hoodie. Um, it, 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 it's, it's who I am. I was looking at Jackson State, Grambling, and um, Alabama A&M hoodies. I would and go of with course, Jackson State. Right, but that's the one I looked at first. But guess what? The Jackson State hoodie is ninety dollars. The Grambling one, forty. Well, yeah. You tell me they're not trying to take advantage of, of Prime coaching at Jackson of State course. right now. Of course, he's made them relevant. Nobody 90, knew Jackson State ninety dollars for a JSU I mean, hoodie. Remember, for as long as we've been alive, Grambling was the oh, H. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, the HBCU. One of the thrills of my life when I did a Hampton uh, Grambling right. game and I got to meet Coach Robinson. Right. It was but, phenomenal. but that was the school. Two of the greatest coaches in HBCU right. history, Joe now, Taylor and Eddie Robinson. Now Grambling is largely irrelevant, and Jackson State has become what everybody sizzles about. No doubt. No doubt. Pretty good in the swag. 301-230-0980. Which former Washington player are you bringing in as the interim head coach? 301-230-0980. And, of course, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Halfway home on a Tuesday morning. Russell and Medhurst till noon. Burgundy and gold today coming up at that time. Could the one of the co-hosts of Burgundy Gold today be a guy on that list? Could it be a Rick Doc Walker? How about that? I think um, I don't think Doc would be able to handle today's player. Doc what I mean, hate, what Doc I mean by that the is acceptance of mediocrity. Absolutely. That, and I don't think Doc would be able to handle the, what's the nicest way I could say this? Sometimes the fluffy personalities of some of these guys. Or the entitlement of some of these yeah, guys. Yeah, you know, whatever way you want to label it, Doc, you know, as everybody kind of knows, is, you know, he wants a tarantulas. Lot, a, a lot of no nonsense. He wants the tarantulas. He wants the spiders. He wants the, you know, like he. It's a manhood I, issue, I, buddy. I, I don't think he would be able to handle an entire roster of of guys that have all these quirky personalities and can't handle being a tough guy, you know. And and, and whether that's just whether that's the way it is in twenty twenty two or not, and it is the way it is. Like, okay, but that doesn't mean Doc would be a good fit for that, right? So, I mean, if we're putting some reality behind it, what player, what ex-player that hasn't been a coach would be that guy? Um, John Mulhern says Chris Cooley would be my choice of an ex-skin to coach. I think Cooley's going to get a lot of votes here, right? Certainly that can be your choice. The only thing that I would say about Cooley, you know, again, knowing him – um, is he really wanted to be a coach. He really wanted to be a part of Jay Gruden's staff. Bruce Allen wouldn't let him because he was too chummy with the media. He wanted to be a part of Ron Rivera's staff. That went sideways, um, and it didn't work out, and things have fallen apart, and he no longer wants to be a part of the organization. So do we factor in... Right now, the reality of the situation that Cooley would never come back here and do that for this organization, or is it just because Dan's here? Is it just because, I mean, Ron would obviously be gone under this very hypothetical scenario. Let's be clear. This is not getting rid of Ron. This is not fire Ron. This is a hypothetical based on what the Colts did yesterday. This is a fun exercise. This is a, hey, if they were to go outside of the box and do something unique like the Colts just did with Jeff Saturday, here's who my guy would be. That's what this is. This isn't let's fire Ron, even though some of you, many of you, may want to do that. Okay? That's not what this is. Let me be clear. But, again, Ron would have to be out of here in order for this to work. So the question would be if you have a new owner, no Ron, would Cooley come back? I think he would. And I think he would be pretty darn good at this because Cooley had a personality that didn't affect much. But I have one guy. I'm sure people are going to pick him. I have one guy that I'm thinking 
that maybe, maybe, maybe is just a little bit, maybe not what people are thinking, but I'm sure people would like it. Ready for it? Or should I wait? Should Say I give it to you? It's your show. Say it. Well, Talk. I, just, I, I I didn't know if I wanted. You let us right up to the light up to the altar. Well, you were looking sudden- at me like, should I say it or should we go out to the calls? Uh, I'm going to say it. Santana Moss. Yes. Yes, that's a great one. Not the most like loudest voice in the room. Doesn't have to be. But a voice that absolutely would command attention. A voice that would demand respect. A guy who did it with sizzle and flair, who I think can absolutely relate to today's divas, but do it in a different sort of way. It's a great one. I like it. You're, you're hitting a home run on that one. You know, I mean, I, I, I'll i be honest with you. I would take Joe Theismann as a coach. Ooh. I would take Joe Theismann. Now, that's somebody that can talk. <laughs> I mean, if you need somebody to hand, orchestrate think meetings. It. Think about it. He would be able to handle all of the tasks mm-hmm. that the head coach has to handle. You know, the weekly press, the daily right. press conferences. Okay. Certainly has the ability to communicate with the quarterback. Enjoys that. Loves that process. Okay. Joe's always made himself available to any of the quarterbacks in right. Washington here that would want to talk about. Right. Handling that position because the position of playing quarterback in Washington right. is as intense as any NFL city as there is yes. in the league. And Joe has always made himself available to those quarterbacks if indeed they want it. He doesn't push himself on them, mm-hmm. but he's always made himself available, especially to the younger ones mm-hmm. and the new and the new guy in town, just to say, hey, you know, hey, here's the lay of the landscape. Right. You know, this is what you're looking for. So I mean, I, I would I, I would have no problem with Joe Theismann taking over, potentially in a head coaching capacity. All right, so you guys chime in at 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980, or tweet Pete at Pete Medhurst, uh, at Pete Medhurst, me at WrestleMania 621, at WrestleMania 621. And again, we'll take your who hasn't coached that you would like to be the hypothetical Interim head coach of the Washington Commanders if they did what the Indianapolis Colts did yesterday. Again, nobody's calling. Let me be clear. Nobody's calling for Ron Rivera to be fired. This is a fun exercise. This is a hypothetical fun exercise (laughs) relaying or responding to what the Indianapolis Colts did yesterday, which was completely out of the box and completely foreign. And again, what we're saying is, listen, even if you've been like a position coach for more than a year, uh, you know, again, an Antoine Randall, a Mark Brunel, um, Russ Grimm, right? Because Russ was an offensive line coach for the Arizona Russ Cardinals. Russ was a head coach. Oh, that's right. That's right. Russ was a head coach. Absol- I forgot about that. That's what uh, I so, you know, a guy like guys Russ like him, Grimm. Guys like yeah. him and Bowles. Bowles right. has been a head coach yeah, twice. Bowles, obviously, obviously out. I mean, guys like that, of that ilk, Deion Sanders, out, 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 out. It's got to be, again, guys that have not coached basically higher than a high school level. But we... I think it's fair to allow Kerrigan to be in the mix just because he just retired and he is an assistant defensive line coach and he's been on that job for eight weeks. So I think Ke- that's fair. All right, so Kerrigan Kerrigan would be included 
uh, in that situation as we start looking for it. 301-230-0980. My computer's absolutely trash, so you pull up line one. All right, let's go to Junior in Fort Meade, who probably wants to pick on me about something. What's up, Junior? How are you? I do not want to pick on you, Chris. Uh, First, I want to say, uh, you know, I've been calling this station for 25, 26 years now. Matt may be one of the best producers I've ever had a pleasure of calling into and talking to. Ah, um, that a boy. He's not even able to hear this. He's on the phone as you pay him secondly, homage. Hey, hey, hey Essig, Essig, tell whoever you're talking to to shut up. Junior in Fort Meade is paying you homage. He's saying that you're the best, what would you say, the best, one of the best or the best producer in 25 years? I think the best I've ever had the pleasure of calling into. You hear that, Matty? Ah, there you go. There you go. All right. Well deserved. All right. Uh, Next thing, uh, I have a question before I get on to your question, Chris. Pete, what stops the NFL from making Dan Snyder offer to get him out of the league right now? Is that possible? Um, And if it is, why why aren't they doing that? Or why isn't that on the table? And I hope Jeff Bezos does not get this team. He's just another Dan Snyder on steroids with much bigger platform. Uh, Chris, as far as your question goes, I was going to say Chris Cooley. That's who I wanted to say. But then you were you made a good point. Everyone's going to pick Chris Cooley. Um, but I think London Fletcher would be a good coach. Hmm. And the only reason that the Ursays or Jim Ursay is doing this and thinking out of the box, as you say, they, they his family's been thinking out of the box for years, like, I don't know, stealing the team from Baltimore, <laughs> taking the money, moving to Indianapolis. The only reason he's doing this is because he doesn't want to lose fan support for the rest of the year. He thinks this may actually sell some tickets. I don't think anybody thinks this is going to work. And if they, don't, if they didn't get the interim coach from inside the organization, how come the Rooney rule didn't apply to going outside the organization, even if it's just for an interim coach? So I, I probably, and, and Junior, appreciate the call. I mean, I think there's probably different parameters uh, on that now, remember it's just like when you hire in a state job position. I, I know a coach a couple of years ago uh, got hired for a the, at a state school, but because of when he was hired, it was kind of in an emergency situation. He had to be an inter he had to be labeled an interim coach. He could not be you know quote even though he eventually became a you know full time coach because of state laws and everything like that. Now the NFL is private enterprise. And even with the Rooney rule uh, in this situation, in season, probably doesn't apply. Now, say Saturday goes 7-1, and one, God forbid, in these eight games. Because he's beating legitimate people along the way if he goes 7-1. and one. I would imagine before they make him mm-hmm. the head coach that it would be subject to having to interview uh, minority candidates before you can name Saturday the permanent head coach, unless you did it right within the season right now, because that might exempt you from having to um, use the Rooney rule regulations in that time. So I I think the interim tag though, to your point makes, uh, cause I saw somebody brought it up yesterday. I can't remember exactly who said this, but I believe it's because it's the interim tag. They do not have to go through the Rooney rule line two, Lou. What's up, Lou? Yeah. Hey, guys, what's going on, fellas? What's, what's up, Sweet Lou? Rooster. Um, hey, man, I mean, 
uh, my top three guys is the guys that you just guys touched on. I mean, B. Mitch, D.O.C. and uh, Chris Cooley. Man, he got that cool personality that could, he can. He he um um. Let me see. I'm trying to think of coach that could. I mean, like all these young coaches that you know that the, the the league have right now. I think Chris Cooley could follow their footstep and you know um get the job done. And uh, I think B. Mitch as well, man. Think about no and, and, guy. right. Think about why B. Mitch would be a good candidate. Lou, appreciate the call. B. Mitch was obviously a terrific special teams player. Brian Mitchell right. was a running back. Brian Mitchell in college at Louisiana played was a quarterback. quarterback. So he can play multiple. So Brian Mitchell's got a lot of experience in a lot of different areas on the football field. And guess what? He's as intense an individual as you can find. He will demand excellence from his players and will not accept mediocrity let's squeeze one more in here bill in upper marlboro what's up bill hey good morning fellas my hey, my choice was my choice was lavar arrington mm. and the comment that i have is a lot of the people that we're talking about are ex um journalists or radio personalities how would they handle the criticism that they were dishing out when they were the personality and then they become their coach and they don't have the success that we all wanted them. I'll you know, sit back and listen. Bill, that's a fascinating Very point. Good question, yeah. Fascinating point. Now, the one thing they might understand, they might understand, you know, in a in in some ways, why, you know, how to handle all this criticism. They know that it's part of the job. So LeVar would be a very interesting case. Obviously, a gigantic linebacker at Penn State and in the NFL was a ridiculous running back um, in high school as well. So, I mean, this this LeVar, people don't realize LeVar was just a, a stud in, in, in high school in the state of Pennsylvania. Yeah. I mean, just as good as a guy. Oh, I, I, think, mean, I, I think. I, if I think I'm not mistaken, he ran for over 4,000 yards, yeah. I think, in his career. Yeah. So he was a beast of an athlete there. So I mean, again, LeVar has done some coaching, some individual coaching. Coach uh, on the high school coach level Coach on the well. high school level. I think I think LeVar could I, – I think absolutely LeVar could do it. Um, I, I think absolutely LeVar could do it. I said Santana, and it's not like, hey, disrespectful to Cooley or Doc or Beamish. Or, uh, or 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 Lavar or whatever, just because I'm trying to find the guy that has the perfect temperament to do it, and I think Santana Moss has that perfect because he can get juiced up, he can get fired up, but he's for the most part even, even keel, and I think you have to have that almost that. You know, that personality where you don't get too keyed up too or too down uh, too often, yeah. I, I think. And, and somebody who can relate to, again, the modern-day players, especially because, you know, at times earlier in his career, he was a little bit of a diva and, and, and matured and changed. Maybe Miami should hire Santana Moss at the U because Mario Cristobal – Clearly not the Ooh, answer. Not going well. When are people going to realize when they listen to the It's College Football podcast, we've told people for years, Josh Gaddis is not the answer as the offensive coordinator. They've ruined Tyler Van Dyke, who was ridiculous last year at Miami. Ruined him. Ruined him. It's unbelievable. Go look at the numbers.
It's crazy. It's like Tony Elliott has ruined Brandon Armstrong with what they're doing at UVA this year. Two quarterback positions that make absolutely no sense with the way they've played this year. What former Washington football player would be your interim head coach like Jeff Saturday is for the Indianapolis Colts? Let's have fun with this right now. Some good nominees. We see some good ones up on the board as well. And there's a certain position that keeps coming up at that as well. 301-230-0980. Russell's got what's trending. All right, indeed. Jeff Saturday, his first full day as the interim head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, taking over for Frank Reich, and that has led us to this conversation that we are having now. More calls, more reaction coming up uh, right here on the Team 980 and the Team 980 on Odyssey. Uh, Of course, you can check out everything so far on the show uh, on the Odyssey Radio. Rewind. Just go to the Team 980 on the Odyssey app. Meanwhile, Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen being evaluated for right elbow injury to the UCL, according to ESPN. Uh, Sean McDermott says he's getting further evaluation, as you would expect. His status for this Sunday against the Minnesota Vikings, uncertain. Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens tearing apart. The New Orleans Saints last night on Monday Night Football, despite all the injuries that they had. Justin Houston with a big, big day. Roquan Smith, very good as well. And here locally last night, both the Capitals and the Wizards got the job done. Caps finally getting a couple of markers from Evgeny Kuznetsov, too. His first two on the year. Also get another goal from Alex Ovechkin. A beautiful assist. Four power play goals. They beat Connor McDavid and the Oilers 5-4. Wizards without Bradley Beal beat the Charlotte Hornets. 108 100 last night. And that's what's trending. Speaking of coaches, congratulations to Lavs. Peter Laviolette, 723rd win last night, eighth winningest all-time coach in NHL history. Caps over the Oilers, 5-4. We hit that in the first segment of the show. We gave the Caps the leadoff spot today. Go back on the Odyssey Rewind or hit the podcast when Matty gets it potted up. 301-230-0980. Colts hire former player Jeff Saturday to be their interim head coach. Brought him in off of TV out of nowhere. Another good one from the internet. Want to give proper credit here. I think it was null. Yeah, null. Ryan Clark. ESPN would lose a bunch of personalities. Take mm. Ryan Clark off the same same airwaves. And I could see that. Ryan Clark is somebody that is definitely not shy. No. And, but, and that's what people like about, I mean, we're getting so many nominations for Doc because Doc is a yeah. straight shooter. Right. No nonsense. And, and a lot of people is, is think what, that's what this team needs right now. The question is is whether Doc and his kind of old school mentality, and I, I like Doc's mentality and philosophy, whether that can meld with today's players. And I don't think it can, mm. if I'm being honest. I think Ryan Clark... Different because played in a different era, different but what position. Would be, okay, wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. We're still a. We're we're still trying to we're still trying to teach blocking, tackling, right? Uh, running to the but other. You know, goal it's line. about more than that. I understand that, but you still you you don't look to me. The coach, the players that are like that are in a small minority. They don't want to be coached. They don't want to be successful. Okay, no, they want to be successful. They don't want to put the work in to be successful. 
I think the great players want to be coached. Like I think Terry McLaurin wants to be coached. I think he wants to be pushed. I think offensive linemen want to be pushed to be better. Terry is, McLaurin is different. I, I don't worry about the Terry McLaurins. I worry about the. You know what we do with those players? We get them a band aid. You know oh, why? Yeah, I know but because you they know, get cut. But you know how it works, right? Like William Jackson the third, Bristle did everything that this coaching staff tried and, to get him to do, and they sent him packing. Yeah, I know, but they, it cost them a lot of money. They said, "Get your bags." It and cost send them a lot of money. Okay, but, I mean, I'm, that's just Doc, one. That's Doc just might one be example. smart enough to not sign him in the first place. Well, that, I, that's fair. All right, we can continue to debate this. Certainly, some other good names out there. Real quickly, uh, let me give you this. According to TMZ, and I've seen pictures. Mm. Are they good pictures? Well, mm. they're innocent as of right now. Oh. The potential future ownership group of the Washington Commanders. Which one? There's only like six of them. The trying one to get that everybody knows. Jay-Z. The one that everybody's trying to get in Jeff with. Jeff Bezos hanging out for dinner last night at a private and closed to the public restaurant in Hollywood for over two hours. With their, uh, well, at, at least Bezos had Lauren Sanchez, his girlfriend, or whatever she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she tweeted a picture of her in a black dress and um, lots of other things. I'll just leave it as that. That said, are you ready for some dot, dot, dot? Mm. Now, maybe she was talking about... Lamar Jackson and the Ravens maybe on Monday was, Night Football. Maybe she was saying, hey, Jeff, are you ready for some Lauren? Perhaps. But it's kind of ironic that Jeff Bezos is meeting with Jay-Z in a closed restaurant in Hollywood for over two hours on a Monday night, just days that? after. And McConaughey wants in. KD wants in. I mean, again, yes, this is what we talked about on Wednesday immediately. I, I We said Kevin Durant, Dale Earnhardt, Matthew McConaughey, Jeff Bezos, Jay-Z. I mean, it's happening, people. I love it. Give me a little D-E. It's happening. Give me a little D-E-I NASCAR. I and mean, with the Washington ownership group. The Like, Jeff Bezos and Lauren Sanchez going to take over the world. How about it? Love it. Love it. They get my Amazon packages on. T- Look, as long as they keep delivering Amazon packages, because I don't order, any, order anything, but man, my daughter and my wife do. I mean, my next door neighbor works for Amazon, actually. Um, so, I mean, as long as you keep empl- keep my neighbor employed, you know, hardworking single dad, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Keep it keep it going, Jeff. Keep it going. 301-230-0980, final hour of the show. Your former Washington player that has no coaching experience that you would bring back to be the interim coach like the Colts did with Jeff Saturday yesterday. 301-230-0980. Final hours up next on the Team 980 streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.